You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev. T. It gets creepier every time. <laughs> that eventually would have come yeah, down yeah, the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. If we would have yeah. done another show. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we have three special guests today. A first, a first timer, too, I do believe. Yeah. So we have Ellie. What's up? We have Dave. Yo. And then we've got Bob. Hi. Bob's here. <laughs> <laughs> this is first time on our show. It's yeah. very exciting. He has been. I think he was at uh, year one anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. At the bar. But nobody could hear us anyway. So. Right. It's like I'm not drinking shots and I don't like history. So go go figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you showed up. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. at least there's that. It's half the battle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so today... Who's our historian? Oh, my God. It's me. <laughs> Yay. Um, and I'll be talking about two of my favorite artists, um, Caravaggio. Hall Notes. And... Not Hall Notes. Captain and Tennille. <laughs> it's going to be like this the entire episode, everybody. <laughs> it's Buckle be- up, buckaroos. <laughs> Sunny and Cher. <laughs> Caravaggio and Gentileschi. Oh, those guys. So, oh, that, yeah. yeah. My, it was my college professor. One hit wonders, like, no. like 1984. So let's take our shots, shall we? <laughs> uh, for those of us taking shots, yeah. cheers, cheers to uh, this Dave and Bob Debacle situation. That's about to happen. We salute you. Oh, God. Okay. God save us all. Here we go. Thanks delicious. for the uh, McGillicuddy's, uh, Bob. That was, that's delicious. <laughs> he's enjoying said, it. Said only you ever. <laughs> no, three minutes in, yeah. like three minutes yeah. from now, he's going to start choking hard. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's going to come back up. It reminds me when I used to smoke camel menthols. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> choking hard. Yeah. All right. Nothing wrong with that. So, absolutely not. <laughs> Um, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first one that I'm going to tell you all about is Caravaggio. Um, Michelangelo uh, Marisi was his name. And so like the Mi- Michelangelo that everyone thinks of like today, his last name was Buonarroti. So, I mean, Michelangelo was just his first name. So Michelangelo Marisi was um, – Born in, oh God, I I did not write it down, but it's on a this manger, page. A cave, a sewer. A Fifteen. On the back of a he sewer. was born in 1571, <laughs> in uh, and he was raised in Milan. His father worked for the Sforza family, who ruled Milan before Italy was unified. Not and to be confused with Milan. <laughs> <laughs> or the Don't. movie Mulan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so glad. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but then his all of his living relatives died of the plague. 
uh, uh, when do? he was yeah, six yeah. years old. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's rough. It was real rough. Um, and then he, uh, so he didn't live with his forces anymore because his family wasn't working for them anymore. And he was a little poor orphan boy. So he went so back. So his whole family gets wiped out by the plague and the family gave him the boot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so like, he went off nice. and apprenticed as an artist uh, when he was 12 to a um, with a painter in Milan and then no one really knows what happened the next four years but he turned up in Rome and he worked at this sort of factory that was just like churning out bullshit art like fruit paintings and like portraits and like basically you know yeah. um, like mass producing pieces of shit art so he was doing that um, but he also started developing his own style um, called chiaroscuro. And chiaroscuro is this style in art where it's uh, it means light and shadow. And it's really an emphasis on realism as opposed to like the, the previous tradition in art was this idealistic form of like all the figures are perfect. And all of the – every time that there's like some sort of religious sort of revelation in the painting, it was like angels and cherubs and halos and everything. Whereas Caravaggio was like, no, that wouldn't really probably be what it would look like. So like he used light. Um, so when there's this really famous painting of his where it's like the calling of St. Matthew and Matthew was a tax collector. And so it has Jesus going into a bar where Matthew is hanging out with As a bunch of delinquents. So Jesus walks into a so bar. Jesus walks into a bar. And everything is all dark except for this ray of he light kept that's shining. water. Yeah. This, <laughs> no, he can he turn it into light. Yeah, doesn't exactly. have to pay for it or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so, now, was this white Jesus? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Is Calvin showing us? So... <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> but it was like um, Jesus was like standing by a window and this light shining in from the window and it shines on Matthew. And so it's really dramatic. And uh, his figures were really known for being realistic looking, not just because he was such a skilled painter, but because he really wanted to focus on making these people look imperfect. Um, so instead of the idealized perfect figures that were not – like you, you would never see that in life um, like Michelangelo Buonarroti had done um, – so you say that before him there was a lot of Photoshop. Yes. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I skipped out on why he was called Caravaggio is because, I mean, that was where he was he, – he was born. That was where he lived, um, excuse me, when he was growing up. And that was – I mean, people called each other by that back then. Like that's why Leonardo da Vinci, he was from Vinci. Um, so – Caravaggio. Hey, you're you're Bob the Warren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very very sexy. Yeah. yeah. Bob the Warren. Bob the Warren. Um, Next time I hear gazpacho, I think I'm gonna order like t- cold tomato soup. <laughs> um. So he and he would also do these portraits, uh, these these paintings of real life like situations like. Um, just ordinary people like there's a really famous one of uh, called the card sharps and it's these people who are playing cards and they're just cheating at cards and you can there's so much detail and you can see um, the expressions on their faces are very vivid and so it was, it was people not dogs it was <laughs> it was it was real people it was somebody it was painted everyday over people to be the dogs <laughs> thank you yes um, it was everyday people instead of like just nobility um, he didn't really do like nobility 
portraits or anything. He he might incorporate some faces of them into some religious paintings like they did back then. But he was – he mostly painted big um, – works that were featured in cathedrals or put in display in palaces or castles or in in estates um but he um a lot of religious paintings he mostly painted men slash boys mm. <laughs> slash, um, now all the heavy <laughs> shadows make sense <laughs> uh, did not ever paint a nude female Mm. Um, Maybe he never saw one. Well, oh, he did. He was known for like he had some affairs with some uh, with some prostitutes. Um, but he would. Uh, it's, it's everything about his sexuality is purely speculative. Um, he probably like based on the, you can infer. just the yeah, paintings yeah. like. He had no wife. He lived with his best male friend. (laughs) Yeah, very like supple, full-lipped boys who are like offering fruit and probably like themselves. And uh, well, when um, you say offering fruit, I automatically assume they're offering uh, themselves. Yeah. Um, But he was also he was known for also having a temper and getting in some fights and accidentally killing a guy in a fight. Whoops! And oops! And And then he had a then he had a price on his head, and then he had to run away from Rome for a little bit. And he uh, eventually he was pardoned, but he never knew that before he died. And then Darth Vader got the bounty hunters together and said, "No disintegrations." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sent them off. Yeah, basically. Um, so, but a lot of people, people, his peers were really divided on whether or not they liked the light and shadow that he was using or if they preferred, you know, whatever. It's new. So, of course, everyone's going to be divided on it. But um, he also, he had this big temper and he also, he was kind of, he had some weird habits. Like he would want specifically, um, if he was painting a corpse, like he was painting the the Jesus resurrection of Lazarus from the grave. And so he had these guys, he had these two guys pose for him. And also a corpse. And he had them holding the corpse. But eventually the smell was so bad that they just like dropped the corpse. And then he pulled out a knife and was like, bitches, pick up the corpse. And they were like, shit. And so because they knew he like he'd killed a guy like everybody knew. So they were like, okay, we have to hold this corpse while we're posing for this painting. And, you know, posing took hours and they would have to do it for you know days and days on end. So how many corpses did they go through? (laughs) Probably just the one. I was gonna say which is why it smelled so bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um he was also like some of his paintings were the source of scandal like he would uh because he would not necessarily paint like these big revelations of like salvation or whatever or like he was painting the um the conversion of St. Paul on the road to Damascus and the main focal figure in the painting is a horse <laughs> that he had been riding and he fell off of. So Paul's down at the bottom horse. lying down like lights shining on his face. He's lying down on the ground in the painting. The main focus is like the horse's ass basically. And it was repainted because the people who commissioned it were not satisfied with this it. Is, and they were like – This feels like like a, a real low-key way of saying like this dude was an asshole. Kind yeah. of. And Paul was a horse's I, ass in case nobody's picking, <laughs> picking up the inference there. So yeah. that and also I feel like it was a smack in the face to the people who had originally commissioned it who were not satisfied with the first draft that he gave them. <laughs> And they were like, no, make it different. Yeah. And apparently his... Less horse. They were like... <laughs> apparently this actual conversation happened where someone said, so what is this... Uh, so so, 
why is the horse the main focus? And he said, because. And they said, is the horse like God? And he said, nope. And they're like, what does it mean? And he said, well, what about the light? What about God's presence? Whatever. And he's like, well, the horse is in God's light. And that was the end of the the conversation. Because a horse is a horse. Of course. And he also was known, like, uh, a painting of his was removed from a cathedral because – um, he used a well-known prostitute to pose as the Virgin Mary. Oh yeah. So between <laughs> that, so it's method acting, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then also in that same painting, it was like the death of the Virgin. So there were three main issues. First of all, he used prostitute to pose as the Virgin Mary. Second, well, her death. leg was showing part of the way, her bare leg. Oh. And third was that it Scandalous. flew in the face. It flew in the face of the doctor, and that Mary did not die, but was like assumed assumed into heaven. And so everyone was like pissing themselves because they were so mad. And so it was removed from a cathedral and this nobleman was like, all right, it's fine. I'll buy it. So people were going apeshit over his paintings. They loved him. Um, He also did not have a problem uh, making fun of other artists and um, who were influenced by him and saying like, you know, they can't paint for shit or okay, they, they like, doing stuff with little do boys. Art, do like artists do diss tracks? Apparently <laughs> there was a there was a pamphlet of verse aka a diss track. poetry, yeah. <laughs> that was floating around the artist community and um excuse me, the artist that he was dissing got him sued for libel and for libel and thrown into jail for a short time where he shared a jail cell with his someone who wrote the the um the diss track with him, Orazio Gentileschi. Segway. Um, Orazio Gentileschi was um, a friend of Caravaggio's and he was really heavily influenced by him as an artist. Uh, he had a daughter named Artemisia. And Artemisia was really showed a lot of talent with her painting and she she worked in her father's workshop and learned a lot from him. And she, because she was influenced by her father and he was influenced by Caravaggio, her work was also influenced by Caravaggio. And she was so talented that a lot of people that, – that it was found that a lot of works that had been attributed to her father were actually painted by her. Hmm. Um, she was talented. She was churning out paintings that were just gorgeous, stunning, similar use of light and shadow, not to the same exact extreme that Caravaggio did, but really – Stunning, realistic works. 94% of her 57-ish paintings were uh, prominently featured women. And they were mm-hmm. um, they were in the <laughs> same like, – Can I see these paintings? They were, <laughs> they were uh, featured – well, and those women were featured um, either as the heroine or the protagonist or were equal to the men in those paintings. Um she was also one of the only people who could paint women in a realistic proportion, partially because she had her own reference um, as her – like looking in the mirror mm-hmm. and using her own body. But also um, it was illegal for men to use nude – live nude female models. They couldn't hire them. <clears throat> so they would either have to <laughs> – they would either have to, you know, have their wife pose for them or something, which – um, her father actually – her mother had died, so she um, was just raised by her father and her two brothers. 
um, her father actually used her as a live nude say, model. So that was kind of fucked up. Um, oh. But don't go she, on. Don't go on. She, <laughs> yeah, but she could hire women yeah. to pose for her. So she right. had she had not only herself, but she could hire women to pose for her nude, and it was you know acceptable because she was a woman. Um, and if dad just happened to be there, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, she. Uh, where is it? Da, da, da. Um, she would. She painted a lot of uh, of paintings of characters from apocryphal books of the Bible um, that were like removed from the Protestant Bible because it was said that they were, you know, they're not. They don't fall in line with the rest of it. And two of those stories that were removed were of strong, empowered women. So you know, there you go, um, Susanna, who was. Um, harassed and eventually assaulted, sexually assaulted by elders in the temple, and Judith, who uh, snuck into a camp and like seduced uh, the leader of the the enemy's army, and then in the middle of the night had her handmaid come in and uh, they beheaded him. So As badass. You and nice. um, Caravaggio did a painting of Judith beheading Holofernes and. It's really like she's very squeamish and, oh, no, there's a sword and I'm beheading him. And But um, when Artemisia painted her, it was like violent and the blood spray was like accurate parabolic blood spray. They found out later um, possibly because she had also like studied and hung out with Galileo who was really into like the all the arcs and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, – who she totally dissed Galileo, by the way. She was like, oh, Galileo? Yeah, he doesn't know anything about painting. He just does, like, math and shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And shit. Math and, and shit. shit. Direct quote. Um, when she was living at home with her father, she um, – her father rented a room upstairs to a girl named Tuzia. And she became really good friends with Artemisia. And go on. Um, she <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to talk a little slower there, Dad? And then, <laughs> and then uh, no. Um, then uh, when she was, oh god, was I don't she know, aroused? <laughs> Sixteen or something. Her father was working with an artist named Agostino Tassi to decorate vaults uh, that were to um, commemorate Michelangelo Buonarroti, and. Um, Orazio hired Tassi to tutor Artemisia privately. Tassi was a convicted rapist who had spent time in jail for raping his sister-in-law and possibly having bandits murder his wife. Um, mm. Everyone assumed that bandits – that he had hired bandits to kill her wife. Well, Orazio and Artemisia didn't know this. Everyone else did. But that's, at that's least like Artemisia didn't know. Pre- Orazio like might have known. You should tell somebody. Pre-Facebook. Pre-Facebook right. people. <laughs> Orazio might have known. Artemisia did not know. Um, and Tassi was obsessed with Artemisia, spied on her. He was jealous that she was betrothed to another man. So he befriended a man named Cosimo Corley. And one night, Tuzia, you know, Artie's friend upstairs, let them into the house through her apartment where they went in and um, raped um, Artemisia. She responded she, – she fought back and threw a knife at Tassi and wounded him because she's a badass. But it still, it still happened. And um, she realized that her only choice as a woman in 17th century Italy was, OK, well, this happened. 
I, now I can't marry this other guy. Like I'm it, it, I'm soiled. It, yeah, literally. That was that was it. And so my only choice is to maybe hope that this guy will marry me. So they continued having an affair and her father had to break off the betrothal to the other guy. Nine months later, this guy kept still – Tassi still kept postponing the marriage. So Orazio was like, oh, you're not going to marry her? OK, fine. Then I'm suing you and went through this crazy trial that actually was the, – the transcripts still exist and they're still around and you can still read them and it's crazy. And it it's eerily similar to like rape cases today where they literally tortured her for – uh, her to to make sure that she was telling the truth, mm-hmm. and like with thumbscrews. I, I feel and like that's an, not like rape cases today. Well, I don't think people are getting literally tortured. Um, I've watched a lot of SVU. Yeah, I've never seen hot coals. Yeah, um, it was. But I get your point. Yeah, yeah metaphorically. Yeah. Metaphorically, yeah. yeah. The assumption that well, if she's saying this, what she's lying. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And that's so totally. we're going to. We're going to, you know, question her and question her and question her and question her and postpone this and postpone this because she could ruin this man's life. Never mind that she had been ruined. Right. And grossly. What? Ruined. Oh, my God. And. Um, I felt like a little levity was <laughs> and thank you. And apparently, she kept sc- when, when they were torturing her. She kept screaming, "It's true! It's true! It's true!" So many times that they lost track and couldn't write everything down. Um, it was bad. So, meanwhile, mm. Tassi's testimony was quote so blatantly false and contradictory that the judge had to stop on several occasions to ask him to stop lying. Because he was saying like, oh, I've never spent any time with her. And then he would say later that, oh, yeah, I totally went and visited her and kept watch over her apartment. And they were like, okay, pick one. Um, He was convicted. Oh, and he would say like, oh, well, she was totally a whore and she wrote these letters to all these men that she was sleeping with. At that point, she she couldn't write. (laughs) So they were like, okay, just stop. Stop trying. Stop. And uh, so he was convicted. He was held in prison for eight months and then just released. Like you do. Uh, yeah. um, that definitely sounds like modern time. Yeah, right. exactly. And uh, then her father filed a lawsuit against his wit- Tassi's witnesses that he had hired to lie for him. Um, and then Ar- Artemisia ended up marrying one of her key witnesses in the trial and they moved away so she could just escape all of this. They moved off to Florence where she just flourished and she um, – it, it's hard to say what her – exact motives were in the way that she painted and everything but it would be very easy to see the connection between this shitty horrible thing that happened to her and the role of women in her paintings because she painted a lot of very strong women um there was one that was painted two years after the rape happened where it was very like a strong suffering woman it was like a mother and child and it was it's believed that the the child is a weird reference to Tassie and the the mother is very you know somber and, and very clearly in pain and suffering um but she very much was renowned for her paintings and everyone loved her paintings um and again really it, she has a painting in the the DIA has a painting of hers and it's i think it's right next to a painting by Caravaggio and i think that the um yeah, the, the gentle eshi that they have at the DIA is Judith beheading Holofernes. And it was just people – she painted it for Cosimo de' Medici and he 
hit it in Bless a. <laughs> There's Bob. There. He hit it in a back room because it was so horrifying. He felt like, and for a woman to paint, because she painted some gruesome, violent scenes like beheadings and stuff. And Caravaggio was even in, more into beheadings. Like if her theme was strong women, his theme was boys and beheading. Um, wow. <laughs> Strong that, boys. Yeah. Strong boys. No. Offering up fruit. <laughs> they, had, they had very luscious lips. Yes. Um, so, it, but it was, it was refreshing for me to see. Um, I, I know that, like, the reason why she got justice was because she was seen as property. Um, but it was refreshing for me to see that some justice had been served and that people acknowledged that this happened to her. It was a huge, it was a media frenzy. Everyone knew her and she was really popular. Like everyone knew who she was because of it. But, um, and in the day at that time, that reputation sort of surpassed her art, but, um, she's had a resurgence lately. And in the, in the late 20th century, a lot of art was discovered to be hers that had been thought to be her father's and, um, a lot more has been found out about her and about Caravaggio in the last probably 20 years. Like they just found Caravaggio's body in 2010 and they – With or without a young boy? <laughs> <laughs> without. With. They found his remains. Oh, pouting lips. They, yes. found, they found his Supple remains lips. and uh, lips, yeah. he had lead poisoning, which is probably why he died. And it was also probably a cause for his temper – um, because it, it lead poisoning can cause a really bad temper and, and mood swings and, and violence. And he um, – and lead-based paint. They, they had lead-based paint all the time. So um, she just basically got to live a, a long – well, relatively, I guess, <laughs> um, full life with her um, – with her – Husband and then he and his husband too. eh, They were not together for very long, but she had she took another husband later, and you know, just keep swapping them. She's pretty. I I thought I just thought it was really cool to see a really renowned female painter from back then, and her tie to my favorite painter, Caravaggio. Nice, yeah, very awesome. So if you uh, just if you go to the DIA, check out like in the sort of Baroque art section. um, They have what. Broke ass art. Um, there's a. I think we call that ratchet now. There's a painting of. Um, it's not Mary. baroque art. It's ratchet art. <laughs> Are you baroque? Nah, I got oh, money. Oh god. Um, there's a Caravaggio painting of um, the sisters Mary and Martha from the New Testament, and it's right next to the painting of Judith beheading Holofernes, which is freaking sweet. So go check it out. Um, and yeah, if you get a chance to see, like, look up online, um, Gentileschi and um, Caravaggio, they you can see their artwork online, and it's gorgeous, and it's it's almost some of it is almost photorealistic. It's really huh. cool. That's awesome. So yeah, that's all I got. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for ending today on a story full of rape and torture and bad shit. That's all. Yeah. That's I know. I love it was that. super that, fun. That, that Not fun. all of history is pretty no, or fun. No. Yeah. You no, know? That's, that's amazing. I feel so, <laughs> so lighthearted now. <laughs> all right, Dev. I think it's time. Is it time to pop out the plugs? All right. Uh, snake oil comics. Snake oil. Hora. Hora. <laughs> Uh, SourcePoint Press, uh, you know, because I'm part owner now and I'm retarded and will drive for them anywhere. <laughs> uh, nice equals stupid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
yeah, uh, set up 400 square foot booths in Atlantic City and then come up with Sex Lump. Sex Lump! <laughs> My new favorite band! Yeah. Uh, the shirts, hopefully, will be done by Motor City. Uh, yes. Off-kilter, off little, you know, uh, Sex Lump. With oh our tour God. dates in Slick Poo, Idaho, and <laughs> Screamer, Alabama. Oh, my God. <laughs> Climax, Michigan, yeah. clearly. Oh, well, yeah. Intercourse. <laughs> we, we finish in intercourse. Right. Yeah. Doesn't everybody? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should be finishing in Climax. Yeah. Well, know. no, no. We're going to finish in intercourse because we're never officially going to finish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's and awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> it's just going to go on forever. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, you know, Podcast Detroit, they, they treat us well here. So, uh, always check out all the shows. We have a moment. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, as always, fuck Steve. Fuck Steve. (laughs) And that's all I got. Oh, it's me. Um, well, I think that this is going to be coming out right before the last weekend, closing weekend of Bridges of Madison County at um, Avon Players Theater in Rochester. So if you have not already seen it, go grab tickets at avonplayers.org if there are any left. It's a really cool show, um, beautiful story, beautiful music, and you get to see me do some fucking square dancing. Um, <laughs> uh, does Clint Eastwood show up at all? Uh, no. <laughs> I hope not. If he does, he's just going to show up and yell at a chair. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's not very exciting. None of, yeah. none of your favorite bridges will be there either. We covered that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last week's episode, listen to all the Still bridges sad. that yeah. won't be there. Yeah. <laughs> all the ones we're not going to repeat because none of us want to get slapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Appreciate it. Um, and if you, uh, on a, for my own personal plug, if you want to check out um, some cosplay and or um, dumb makeup selfies, then you can check out my Instagram at Real Kiki Elise. That's all I got. Bob. Bob, plug yourself. Bob. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Do anything you'd like to plug? No. 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 I gave a shout out to the uh, who are these podcast guys on the last one. Oh, as you should, because yeah, that was that was amazing. It was still, we it was so that was uh, honestly was the, one of the weirder experiences where people would take sound bites out and then trash on you or try to trash on you, and then admit they do the same and then admit they do the yeah. same thing. But like for like for like forty minutes, you're like, oh my god, listen to this butthole. And it's a clip of me talking, and he goes, "But we do the same stuff." Right? <laughs> and I was like, "What? This guy's know? voice sucks." That's the same voice I do. Right. <laughs> it's a very, very odd experience. Yeah. Well, at least you know it wasn't like negative. They actually like they tried to be negative. They, they tried to be. Oh no, no, they really right. tried to be negative. Like yeah. these guys are buttholes with their hundred <laughs> likes on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You're a doll. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like if the podcast you're reviewing has more engagement than you, you should just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, he goes, I was snooping on their stuff. And they, yeah, there seems like they got a pretty good thing going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> these, guys, these guys are assholes. I mean, that's really how they followed up with it. Like, these guys are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they don't prep their show. Like, yeah, we actually, we don't. No, we like, don't. Right. And, and we talk about that every episode. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Gotta yeah. be, be upfront about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, so we have uh, podcastdetroit.com, itandthed.com, and like I said, it's 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 wabbit season, duck season, con season. Uh, so we've got, uh, by the time you listen to this, PenguinCon will have already come and gone and you will have missed our amazing 80s party. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you will have missed Motor City Comic Con and all of the drunk fest that happens with the 80s D-list celebrities. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but you might be able to catch us at uh, up in Traverse City or one of the other cons throughout the year. Um, I highly recommend finding us at events because we're usually buying drinks and getting everybody drunk and that's what we do it's the end (laughs) all right uh stephaniemenard.com for most of your stephanie menard needs and my other show which i haven't plugged it yet at all uh the way station which is also on the podcast detroit network we save we save big money there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, menards get it uh, yeah (laughs) Is this uh, the first time you've heard that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have actually been impressed if she'd have been like, yeah, that's actually the first time. Uh, oh my God, what are you talking about? What? Clever. Clever, clever, So anyway, the way oh, station. I was holding on to that all show. Like, <laughs> oh my God. You really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's why he didn't say anything during my depressing bullshit. Because Bob he was saving on to that. that. He was yeah, a loaded was gun. That, yeah. He had one bullet yeah. and he's waiting to fire it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, the Way Station, where we talk about um, indie creators uh, a lot from Michigan, but from all over the country and sometimes from other countries. So, Which, so funny note, uh, Jess apparently just figured out that your intro is your voice. Really? Like she had no clue. That she was like, why is she not doing voiceover work? Like you should totally do that. So, Oh, that well, note. that's nice. nice to hear. I could do it. I mean, if anybody's interested, but, you know, I'm not going to seek it out. Anyway, that's it for me. So that's it for us this week. And until next time, I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev. I'm Ellie. I'm Bob. <laughs> and I am Dave. That was horrible. Don't do that again. <laughs> 